it, babe. It's direct from the beautiful Inland Blue Studios. Honey, this is the Nerd Life Crisis Podcast with your host, that fine-ass Chris Thayer, that beautiful Steve Hill, and that big hunk of chunk of meat, Ron Mills. Woo! Mama's hot up in here. Let's get this party started. All right, everybody, and welcome back to the Nerd Life Crisis Podcast. Here with your host today, Chris there, Mike Eastman, and I'm Ron Miltz. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back here in the beautiful California room. Uh, sorry if uh, Chris and I are a little hoarse today. Uh, we are uh, vocally worn out from C2E2 this last weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And prepping to go to Emerald City so we can uh, get the coronavirus. Very excited about that. Now, what is C2E2? It's, uh, what is it, stand? Comics to Entertainment 2. Com- comic <laughs> convention. It's like, a, it's like a sequel to Comic Convention and Entertainment Expo, I think is what it's called. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Nice. So it's two C's, two E's. I thought maybe it was a sequel to the original <laughs> C2E. Um, no, but. no. It's it's uh, it's exponentially bigger. Oh, it's it's C2, it's Comics C2E squared. C2E squared. Comics to Entertainment squared, right? <laughs> it, was, it was originally that. But they couldn't get the font to look right, so they oh, maybe just said, maybe they it. were like chemists, and they're all this it's is two so parts, stupid. Why two parts carbon. <laughs> no, do not delete this. <laughs> so, uh, well, the good news is, is we we are recording on our brand new uh, Zoom Live Talk L8. Uh, so, how do we feel about that, Chris? Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I I can't access it because of the. Okay, here we go. Oh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> well worth the build up. <laughs> well, on the bre- what else we ah, what else we got? Oh, wah, wah, wah. It's like uh, I'm, I feel like I'm in Barbados right now. It's so dumb. Well, we will not be using any of those sound no, drops no. like ever because that is not our podcast. But um, but we will. Uh, I'm I th- gonna do that to Steve at one point. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Uh, what we? What or we, anytime he says like cocaine off a hooker's ass, I'm gonna hit the. Did you do the wah wah wah? Let me hear that. Let me do it. Hold on. It's like sniffing cocaine off a hooker's ass. <laughs> so, so dumb I can think of like a dozen shows That would think that is the coolest thing ever That's the funniest part of it Like uh, what I want to I told Chris what I want to do Is I want to get uh, drops of all of us Saying like our catchphrase Like me being like Well was it earned You know <laughs> and, and and Steve doing like uh, Like motherfuckers Or yeah. something like that You know And uh, you know Chris whining about Hayden Christensen You know Like you know Just all of us and I'll you know, find something oh yeah there we go so that way we don't need to record anymore we can just do the sound cue (laughs) right (laughs) just all the drops it's like welcome back to the nerd life crisis podcast (laughs) motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) that will be actually very handy i'm gonna definitely go find some of those uh hot clips that we can you know what uh, you know what we should do we should put it out to the listeners like if you have a suggestion we'll we'll post it up on the uh the nerd life crisis podcast uh page and you can uh let us know about what you what the favorite things we say are you know i'm sure mine will be um because i say um a lot and chris will be yeah and mike will be like yo guys (laughs) yo guys mine will be oh that's awesome (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) So, yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah, Mike, so we were in Chicago last weekend at C2E2 um, selling some funny books, man. So, it was... How'd that go? 
you know, uh, it was not our best weekend. Uh, we were across from the AEW wrestling, which is cool. But, uh, but wait, what? I, well, it's cool. I, I, I like. Hey, I like wrestling. At a booth or were they wrestling? No, no. they had a full on like double booth. Where they were doing autographs and I don't want to talk to wrestlers. I want to see them wrestle. Like. Right. Well, no, uh, you'd be shocked because there was a lot of people that wanted to uh, talk to wrestlers. Right. Like a lot of folks, um, and it was this no- nonstop line that just went on forever and ever and ever. Right in front of our booth. Yes. Yes. Well, and you guys need a wrestling comic book. That way you can just <laughs> leech off that market. Well, no, they don't. Read. You know that came up. <laughs> For like a hot second, but they're not not the, not what I would call strong readers, uh, but really oh, shit. really fun to fuck with, like really fun to fuck yes, with. Like yes. it was literally like a certain point because right where our booth was was right where the signing was, so people would stop in front of our booth to take pictures. And at a certain point, I was just like, "You can't stand there, yeah. <laughs> like you got to keep moving." Oh, oh, what is that? I I think we're getting a caller. A caller? Do it. Hello, is there a caller there? <laughs> There is. Oh, who is this? Oh, who is this? It's it's Steve. <laughs> Wait, did somebody forget to invite Steve over tonight? Oh, oops, my <laughs> bad. Motherfucker. Uh, oh, so- I mean, you guys are like, listen, you're like, we're texting too much, so maybe we'll email you. And I'm like, oh. fucking email? Who yeah. checks your fucking email? I mean, it's just full of like penis enlargement pills and hot kicks in your fucking area right right yeah. well, i don't know where the fuck i've been shopping but <laughs> well getting all this crap the beauty is steve we've discovered that the new soundboard that's that we can now take uh phone calls on as well uh it has all these really great uh uh like sound drops on it that we just Thomas, got go ahead Thomas edison know of this uh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was out there with a kite with him and ben franklin discovering this it was very exciting oh, cool so, fuck only, only problem is I have all of the uh, cheesy ass sounds on the same line as the phone line, so oh. I can't actually access them right now, now. Are you calling Steve Hale a cheesy ass sound cue? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. What but if- you know what we do have, Steve? <laughs> all queued up and ready to go. <laughs> we pull that out like of there. That. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was some other fun stuff. There was the uh, the uh, wah 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 sound, yeah. and then the rigatone, you know, sound. So we were very excited about what this could mean for the show. Like we too could turn into a cheesy '80s radio show now. Right. Right. So dude, those were the best, dude. Uh, what was what was that? Um, Long time listener, Steve first time caller, or something. Yeah, shit, man. We could have like Flash Fridays. It'd be awesome. <laughs> when a pair of fuzzy <laughs> dice so be cool. the tenth caller. Yeah, dude. Well, as, op- as often as we record, it would have to be like fat Flash Februaries, right? Because <laughs> that would be. So you know, I, the reason I'm actually the real reason I'm not there tonight is because I'm under a little self quarantine. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I've tried to give my family this coronavirus i fed them bat soup really small increments right i had these smuggled in from china okay because i was like hey listen man we gotta build this fucking immune system if i'm if i'm gonna be you know if i'm gonna go into the zombie apocalypse with the fucking can do attitude you know we gotta we gotta i'm like listen i got two kids do I really need two kids? <laughs> or can I just do maybe one? 
right? <laughs> and if this experiment goes bad, hey, listen, I got more on ice, literally. <laughs> yeah? yeah. Yeah. I'm glad yeah, you went that direction because it was getting a little dark there for a minute. I'm like, where is he going with this? I, I'm, so, I'm yeah, picturing like, you like on... sitting in your bathroom on the toilet, hiding from everybody as you're on the phone well, right now. Listen, dude, I, I have I have enough fucking toilet paper, right? To last me until at least 2020. Oh, I went to Costco. I just was buying this shit, dude. Uh, and then I'm walking these people fucking. They're fighting and shit. And I'm I'm fucking hauling ass out the parking lot, just laughing. Just with you know, I got fucking whole back truck full of fucking toilet paper. Can food cornered, man. Yeah, dude. And I was like, you know, I'm gonna get some fucking bottled water too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah the uh the uh, it's kind of funny because everyone's like oh what's this gonna do to the economy and to me i'm like costco's in the middle of a boon right now it's like black friday there you know we're sold out of something (laughs) well you know like jen's upstairs with her fucking essential fucking oils because that's what white people do yeah i mean that's pretty much all you need rub some crystals on your nipples you're fine so you know and then i'm like you know what dude i'm gonna go the full fucking monty I'm like rubbing fucking Vicks on my feet and putting my socks on. Okay. And then, yeah, putting the fucking essential oils on. And then I heard, I heard there's another demographic that loves ginger ale. I'd never heard of this one before. I'm sorry, really? what? I shit, dude, I got a shit ton of Seagram's fucking ginger ale. Dude. You're covering all the ethnic bases. <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah. Are you, Fuck it. you got some tussin? Are, are you are you expecting to uh, trade with a lot of waspy folks during the apocalypse? And they're like, mm, do you have any Seagrams? Mm. <laughs> You're all in the apocalypse. We only drink seven and sevens here, guys. Sorry, you know. Right. <laughs> so, well, hey, man, thanks for calling in. Uh, 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 we will definitely catch you on the next episode. Um, but, but yeah, man, hey, get better over at your house and get that family better. All right. And hey, guys, have have an enjoyable fucking. Uh, viral outbreak i mean it's 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 a lot of fun well you you know that chris and i are going to seattle next week right what is it (laughs) yeah we have uh uh, eccc emerald Emerald city yeah next week in seattle literally they fucking canceled this weekend the fucking arnold schwarzenegger classic in fucking uh, ohio ohio yeah i just got word that my friend who does fucking uh the San Jose uh, toy show just canceled that this fucking weekend. So be on the lookout that you might have to reschedule. Well, they people are fucking panicking. Well, yeah. they've already for the Emerald City this weekend. DC Comics has already pulled out. Dark Horse. Dark Horse already pulled out. Penguin Publishing oh. already pulled out. Um, like there were some other ones too. Yeah, but Mark Ruffalo's there. Oh, yeah, damn straight. He's what like, else you need? He's like, I'm the Hulk. What do I need to worry about, right? Right. So as long as it's not Aquaman, as long as he doesn't get the uh, the coronavirus, I don't care. Everybody else can die. So oh God, does <laughs> dude. He's a beautiful right, well, man. A, the world needs I have a him. Successful con, even though nobody's really going to be there. But hey. Live long and prosper. <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess. just don't even, you know, just don't even shake fucking hands anymore. Oh no! Just give, just give everybody the fucking Vulcan. Live long and prosper. I like that. Or yep. we do the, we're gonna yeah. do the Ebola elbow all weekend, which is like, <laughs> absolutely. I love that dance. And if they cough into their fucking hand, pull a Larry David. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> Chris I and I, do it. Chris and I were thinking about putting some, uh, uh, like a big giant uh, Purell thing at the table. You know, just. And, for anybody that comes yeah, by. Yeah, and then we'll just oh, gonna... But you know what? But you know what? It's not politically correct to do that. Why? Let me tell you why. Because it only kills 99.9% 
What about the one percenters? It's not <laughs> oh, a good time. Jesus. It's not a good time. I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> you had to go a long way for that one, dude. You had to really go that was a long. <laughs> that was. Uh, they, let's just go out on that note right there. That's fantastic. <laughs> All right, man. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. So yeah, man. So we we dropped Steven for the first time. That was our yeah. first phone in call ever. So we can actually do phone in interviews from here on out. Yeah, I've had a lot of people tell us. Uh, that they want to do the show, but they don't want to come out to Riverside. Well, because so. we live in the fucking boonies. <laughs> right. so. so that's kind of how we're going to have to do this. I, I think that's great. That's great. And I mean, the, the beautiful thing is, and I, I know we've promised this before, but we are definitely going to try and get on a more regular schedule. Right. Uh, uh, and actually, with that in mind, I think we're going to try and record before ECC next week. Um, get in a day. Um, but yeah. we do got uh, a lot of cool stuff coming up for you guys. Uh, there's big plans in the works for the Nerd Life Crisis podcast and what is now going to be called the Nerd Life Crisis Network as well. Right. right. So uh, Chris has a new show uh, that he's working on. Um, that's what's it, what's it's, it called? It is called Fix It in the Mix. Okay. So for people who don't know what the hell that is, um, basically in, in recording studio, when something is kind of shitty or not quite right, um, the, the common phrase that you'll hear is, that's all right, we'll, we'll go on. We can fix it in the mix. So it, it's sort of a show about um, the music business, but the, uh, the ugly side of the music business, like the real, reality that most musicians face, not that like VH1 behind the music bullshit. It's like, no, the, these are the people who carry their own amps. And, oh God forbid! You know, oh yeah, no, that's that's exactly you know what I I wanted to show what real musicians go through because I think the average person who goes out to hear a band play at a at a you know club or something they really have no idea how rough it is being a musician and you guys get it you do theater and whatnot yeah, so you on know the road how it is. and having to pack up and oh yeah set up and- yeah. So, yeah, so we'll be launching that one. Uh, ideally, I think the 1st of April is our target date for that. Right, and it's not just musicians. That The idea is to capture as much of the industry as possible. So we've got, like, some club owners. Sure. Uh, I just interviewed a guy who does, like, guitar repair. Okay. You know, and, uh, you know, he's also a musician as well. Um, we've got – I'm going to try and get Jay to agree to oh, come yeah, in yeah, cool. and talk about the whole lighting for, for tours and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a peek in, you know, behind the curtain. That's a really small dingy curtain. And and our goal with, uh, what we're going to be doing is we're, we're going to be dropping a bunch of new shows, uh, that'll be all part of the nerd life crisis network. And that's the first one. Uh, the first season will be 12 episodes. Each episode will run about an hour, uh, and we'll release them over a 12 week period. And then when that show's done with its 12 week run, um, we'll have another show coming out, which is a show that I'm producing right now, which is called uh, My Life as a Podcast. Uh, and the whole concept is I've been going around the country interviewing like random people that have interesting jobs. And like they tell funny stories about their lives and and we get into like, you know, like crazy situations. So you're like nerdy Mike Rowe. A little bit, but but like not like so blue collar, you know, yeah. like I mean, like, for instance, I've interviewed, uh, you know, I started off with some college students and then I did um, I did a group. Uh, uh, I did a DEA agent. Um, then I turned around and did a Jim Henson Muppeteer and then I did or puppeteer. And then I did uh, like a, a friend of mine who's a rapper and then I did an entomologist. And so there's been like this wide swath of people and they all have really interesting stories you know um, and the goal is to just like do you know a little bit of comedy in the vein of the nerd life crisis podcast because what we are storytellers at our at our essence you know uh, but delve into the comedic uh, uh, the comedic 
stylings of a normal person's life, you know? So, and then Mike and I, uh, probably, I think July, like the target date for that one will be, uh, Chris's will come out in May. Mine will come out in June. Uh, I'm April. I'm sorry, April. And then mine will come out June 1st because that'll be right towards the end of your run. And then we'll drop mine. And then right around the 1st of August, I think, uh, we'll be looking to drop. Uh, Mike and I are going to be working on a project. Uh, Would you like to introduce it, Mike? Or... I mean, it's your brainchild, but uh, <laughs> well, you don't have to do that. <laughs> no, but I, I love I love the concept that you kind of pitched, and it's it's really fun. And we've been working on some scripts and stuff like that. And it's uh, history recast, kind of uh, doing a, a pitch session with like looking at different moments in history, like a like a film. Yeah. Yeah, like that, I think that's a good explanation. So playing around with uh, the tales uh, that we are familiar with and historical figures, but doing it through like a 30-minute sitcom lens, you know, uh, and then taking things that we're all familiar with. Different styles. And doing in different styles and doing them as like, you know, like radio plays almost, but, you know, with, you know, good qualities to it. So with the idea long term that we would do, you know, 12 episodes of that a season and then when we're ready we'll drop 12 more. So with all the new content we're going to be looking to produce, um we don't it won't be like the Nerd Life Crisis podcast is where we feel like this weekly right. you know, and we fail cuz we're terrible at doing weekly, but at this point I'm hoping we'll fix that by being able to do this. Yeah, I mean with more phone and stuff and with the ability to like and then expanding the cast of characters on the main show. Right. right. Uh because the problem is with Chris and I working so much and with Mike doing shows and with Steve uh like especially as he continues to expand to poison his family. <laughs> but no, well I mean he's expanding his man-made monster stuff right now, so it's like that's starting to take hold. But we all are busy guys, but it's like we still love to produce content for you guys our listeners, you know. So that's like all that's going to be coming down the pipe soon um and you'll start to see that changeover happening very quickly here so and that's that's been um as the new year started it's been part of the big target so uh we're, we're gonna be like we'll do another big advertising push here at the end of the month um for everything uh, and then we would love it if you guys just got back to sharing the show again if we're gonna like we'll produce for you if you guys share for us so right right um uh, now now that we're done like uh uh panhandling hit the subscribe button ring the bell yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, God, no, dear God. Uh, 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 but yeah, man. So, uh, and then you know what I think we should do? We should do a segment where, uh, like, a new segment where we take callers that like the show. Right. I right. think that would be great to do like ten minutes with somebody that just is like, "What do you want to yell at us about?" Like, if you're a listener and you ever had an episode that you're like, "Listen here, motherfuckers," <laughs> this is your rant time, <laughs> right? Like, so listen- were you using your phone then? <laughs> Why is that? Because I'm not giving them my number. <laughs> oh, shit. Your number's easy. I'll give it out right no, now. Don't you it's dare. Uh, 951. <laughs> it includes some twos, zeros. <laughs> I'm muted. <laughs> Why am I muted? <laughs> All right. Okay, so let's talk a little nerd stuff here, you guys. Um, so uh, jumping right out the gate. Uh, we, we also did something we haven't done in a while, which we did homework assignments. Uh, oh. So we talked a little bit about uh, uh, we had everybody watch Lock and Key. Uh, because they're like, there's so much genre stuff anymore. It's hard to like get everybody on the same page. Yeah. There's nothing. It's become impossible because there's so many different streaming services. And there's nothing that's really grabbing the zeitgeist at this moment, right? Right, right. There's really not that show. No, you know, I mean, so it's like we went, hey, let's try something new as a group. And then just talk about the first episode of it and what we all thought. So, uh, Lock and Key, uh, uh, yeah. So, where to begin? Mike, why don't you go ahead and start us off with that one? 
I mean, I was happy to have this assignment because it was kind of show like, oh, okay. And I saw the preview run on Netflix and went, oh, maybe another time. And so I sat down and watched it and I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, it's by the son of Stephen King, I believe, right? Yes, uh, that it absolutely is. Um, and I'm trying to look up his actual, what name? Son of Stephen King <laughs> is son his name. Son of Stephen King is his I mean, name, yeah. Son uh, of King. Forever. Uh, and it's also Carlton Cuse who did Lost also uh, worked on that. Uh, but I think he goes by like Aaron or something like that. I, I don't know. Either way um but i know that it's uh stephen king's son is the creator of the show so but it's cool it's got the uh, the spooky house old keys uh joe hill there we go joe, joe hill. hill yeah there we go um but just a cool yeah cool little uh there's like elements of kind of ghosts or phantasms or some kind of otherworldly dimensions and keys to different areas he's and- not using king no and when he wrote the comic books he used the name joe hill because he didn't want to trade on his dad's name fuck all that Dude, I'd be name dropping like a mother. Well, what's his face that did World War Z is the same thing. Max Brooks, right? Like he didn't want people to know that he was like he didn't like make that a big part of his initial like push, you know? I I guess. But you know, I mean, with each of these, I mean, with these guys, it's like their dads are like Stephen King's an old man at this point, right? I mean, that dude writes like a book every week, but he is still like an old man. Still writing a lot. Yeah, I mean, he like I was at Target today, and there's like. The new Stephen King. I was like, this motherfucker. It's a killer chair. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you mocking Stephen King's writing? Why are you mocking Stephen King's writing? Because whenever you create that much content, some of it's going to be crap. How dare you, first off? A lot of it's brilliant, but a lot of it's crap. What is crap? Cellular. Okay, that was kind of crappy. I will give you that. I don't read books. <laughs> I wait for the movie to come out. No, reading's so gay. Reading's gay. <laughs> Best quote ever. We did have the Chicago equivalent of that right. come up. Uh, uh, another caller? Is, the, uh, is we get another caller? Somebody no, else calling that's, in? That's my camera at home. Oh, no, well, you're going to have sorry. to mute that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so this show for me, it's like. Um, I was a little worried because it had a, like, it felt, I was like, uh-oh, is this going to have, like, a CW vibe It reminded it? me almost yes. of, like, Clock in the Walls, like that, the Jack Black movie that came out. Sure, sure. But better. Yeah, well, I mean, it got better right away. Yeah. Like, once they dropped in sort of the concept of, like, okay, there's this mysterious house. And, and the well. Right. The and there's echo in there. Magical keys hidden all over. And then, like, you know, the girl that steals the key from the kid who's, like, you know, is playing the echo. I'm like, oh, Okay. And then the concept of, like, the one key, like, that opened the anywhere key. So it's like, well, you can't go somewhere unless you've seen the door that you want to go to. Nightcrawler rules. Right. Yeah. Like, I kind of dig, right? So, um, I mean, I think there's a lot of concepts in it that feel like they've got to been there, done that quality to them. But it seems really fresh at the same time. It's never been in this package together. No, no. And and I think it's like, I think the way it's shot, too, is really interesting because it's very vibrant. You know, yeah. Like it's not like some of these shows you get and they're really dull in color. And this, I'm like, it's like watching, um, uh, what is that Jim Carrey movie? Um, and then they remade it with uh, the mask. Uh, no, fucking the mask. Um, no, a series of Lemony unfortunate Snickets. incident. Yeah, the Lemony oh. Snickets. Like that movie had like vibrant colors to right. it. You know, and it was dour in spots, but then it was like very randomly colorful in others. And and this the felt- production. Yeah, the production design is brilliant. Yeah. Really nice. Like, really interesting stuff. I, I mean, so we all watched the first episode. Are we excited about a second episode? I watched I the second started one. It. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Right. I just let it play. I'm, I'm like halfway through episode two. I think what we should do is, like, when we get to a certain point, we could talk about it a little more. Um, the kid. Where is the kid from? Like, I've seen him somewhere before. Uh, not the little kid. Like, his, uh, his brother. Uh, I mean, it definitely has some Stranger Things vibes. You think so? For me. Absolutely. 
I, I mean, a little bit, but like, you know, in that way where it's like, at least like enjoyable. You know? Right, right, right. But I feel like, okay, we've got an older male character. We've got an older female character that's a little bit younger than the male character. Sure, sure. You know, and then we got the little kid. It's like if you distilled all of the Stranger Things characters down to one age group character, that's kind of what you got. That's what it was. So the the, the, the kid that's the older brother, he was on uh, Falling Skies for a number of years. I don't know if you guys oh, ever watched that show. Yeah. I, I mean, I enjoyed the first couple seasons of that show, and then it kind of fell apart. But but it's like, um, but yeah, like, I, I mean, there's some people that you're going to go, oh, I, I've seen this guy in something before, you know. Um, and then it's got, uh, what's his face um, from the X-Men movie, Sean, Sean Ashmore. Uh, or uh, Aaron. Oh no, I guess it's Aaron Ashmore. It's not even Sean. It's the br- it's it's Sean Ashmore's twin brother. So never mind. Not as exciting. His <laughs> uh, twin brothers on the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I, at first I was like, oh, that's exciting. And now I'm like, oh, that's that's not as exciting. It's like getting uh, from the the twin brother of someone and the son of a famous book author. <laughs> well, it's like remember when Sylvester Stallone's brother would make movies? Is this all a knockoff <laughs> of like bigger movies and TV shows? Is that what's going? And on? it's got Georgie in it. Well, remember, remember you'd go see a movie and it's all, and starring Frank Stallone. And Frank you're like, Stallone. you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> like, I don't know about all that. Like, I, you can't even get me Sylvester. You get me Frank. Like, that's not fun. It's still a Stallone. I, yeah, but no. I mean, you know. No. He's not even like, you know, very good as an actor, you know. It's like so. having a Hemsworth, like, you know. It's like having the Hemsworth from fucking um, uh, no, it's Westworld. K- it's Casey Affleck, dude. <laughs> Oh, it's Billy it's, Baldwin. It's Billy Baldwin. That's who I was thinking of. <laughs> no, dude, that is because you got Liam and Chris Hemsworth. And then you got that third Hemsworth that's on Westworld. And you're like, ah, that poor guy. He got he won the Danny DeVito lottery in that family. He just is not. I don't even know who he is. You don't know the third Hemsworth? No. He's, he's the uh, was like the security guy on the first two seasons of Westworld. Security. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he didn't make it very long. You no, know, he's still alive. Is he still alive? Yeah, yeah, he's still alive. Then I don't know who you're talking about. Well, okay then. <laughs> Apparently, he's not that interesting. I'm glad you followed. Oh well, actually, we're getting back to old school Chris here, who does not under, does not recognize characters or faces on television. Dude, dude. <laughs> I have face blindness. You're you're talking about freaking Game of Thrones. I am. Where it had eight thousand characters that all have names that were the same. You're and the, then they all changed casting. Dick on, Rick on, <laughs> Jick on. <laughs> Trick on, you know, like Jesus Christ. Yeah, you're not, the, you're is, the, what is it, Jennifer Benefer? You're the only motherfucker Jennifer? that was all. Who's the Who's the mountain? <laughs> I don't know who the mountain was. <laughs> like he's kind of a key character in the fucking thing. The so. guy who looks like a mountain. Yeah, he's the big guy. So oh okay. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, lock and key. Do we give it a thumbs up, thumbs down? What are we thinking on this one? Thumbs up. Like not like super enthusiastic, but I'm still watching it. I'm, I'm excited to see what comes next. Yeah, I mean, I it, it definitely felt like. It was weird because I'm like, this is like Stephen King light. And then it was like, oh, well, this makes sense because it's Stephen King's son. So not that it's like you just assume that like, well, he's related to Stephen King. But it definitely had that like mystery, like other world storytelling. But there was no uh, uh, religious zealots and there was no bullies. And nobody was from Maine. Yeah. So so there was that. All that you can't do your Stephen King drinking game with it. Oh, yeah, it's true. I love my Stephen King drinking game. What are you talking about? (laughs) There's nothing like taking shots during the mist. That's a fantastic oh. movie to get drunk during. The show or the movie? I'd never watched the show. Was the show? No, the movie was cool. I tried to watch the show. I just no. The movie's amazing in black and white. Well, and especially because the ending, dude. That ending is so fucking spot on every time. Right. And it's gut wrenching, especially now as a father. When I watch it, I'm just like, oh, that's a tough choice. Yeah. And then he makes the wrong choice, but you're like, I, I 
kind of get it in the moment. Like, right. like you just don't want to watch your child die a horrible death to these monsters. And it, mm-hmm. they've lost the world. Yeah, and it's what they think, yeah. and then all of a sudden the army shows up to save the day. Thirty and you're seconds like, later. Oh, oh God! Oh no! So terrible! So terrible! <laughs> so everyone remember: before you shoot your kids, <laughs> wait about a minute. <laughs> Count off sixty seconds, <laughs> and then double tap. Gone in sixty seconds. Yeah. Hey, by the way, did any of you guys ever see Zombieland Two? Yes. No. Did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. Really? I, I felt was... like it was really contrived. But oh, I, amazingly contrived. But I think there were moments in it that I thought were hilarious. I, I think like, okay, so first off, Mike. Okay. It, I love the pair. Yeah, I mean, they did some really fun stuff with it, but the movie felt really short, like amazingly yeah. short. Yeah. It did, there's just not a lot of plot in it. Because they like, we this was successful, we need to create a sequel, we don't care if we have a story, let's just hit some, some jokes, some beats, and let's kind pot, of, put it in yeah. the can. I don't know. I mean, there was, all the stuff at the Elvis Motel was was kind of fun for me. Well, yeah, all the Luke Wilson stuff with right. the guy from uh it was like the the Bizarro Universe version of them where it was the uh he was Texas and uh the other guy. Oh, that joke. It was fun, dude. Like it worked. Yeah. It, it worked and especially cuz they both died, so it was even funnier. But the guy had uh like how he had his zombie rules of survival. Right. He had his the other guy had his zombie commandments of survival. And they had like, you know, they're having like nerd talk in the apocalypse, yeah. which was fun. But to me, the character that was the winner was the uh, the, the blonde, the dumb blonde. Yes. Like she was amazing. Like, well, she was a different energy. It wasn't just doing things again. Right. right. And that's why it worked. And then they do this whole bit where you think she dies. Um, it, like they totally, she, it looks like she gets bit. And then she's like, in the forest and they're like get the fuck out of here and they like drive away and leave her ass to die or as a zombie and then it turns out that she was just having an allergic reaction to, to something uh, and they like see her later on driving like like a truck or right. something and they're like what and she's like oh my god you guys you know it's, <laughs> but she's so delightfully stupid that it works you know yeah. I, I just my beef was it was like they took the time to create this super zombie as it were that kind of bugged me. But but to why? To no purpose. Right. You know? Right. And then the first movie had some horror elements to it, and this did not. It felt like World yeah. War Z zombies the whole time. Right. right. And, uh, and I dig... I, how's this? I dug the concept of, like, the hippie commune. Right. Like, our walls are so tall that the zombies can't... Right. But then the zombies show up, and they just jump the walls. And I'm <laughs> right. like, this... Okay, like... But they were super zombies, If you man. double jump, you can jump higher. Right. Uh, let me put it this way. Their, their walls were shipping containers, and they had two of them stacked. That's a pretty good-sized wall. Like, a regular zombie's not going to get over yeah, that. Yeah, with slick, with slick edges, nothing sure. to grab onto. And these zombies were like Wolverine and X-Men 2 hopping over this wall. And you were just like, this is not – I'm not – I'm not buying into this. And the ending wasn't as fun as the ending. No. They were literally trying to do the theme park ending again, but it just, you know. And then I don't buy into any any hippie commune that doesn't allow guns in the fucking zombie apocalypse. That's the stupidest yeah, thing. Yeah, it was pretty dumb. I don't know. Take a look around our country. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're not wrong about that. You're not wrong about that. You're going to find people of both sides who survive, and it's going to be madness because there'll be no moderates left in the world. Because we'll all be dead? Is, yes. that, is that the problem? <laughs> yeah, man. I just uh, For me, though, I, I mean, I know you liked it, but for me, that movie was a big well, thumbs down. Well, don't get me wrong. It's definitely not high art. It's fucking stupid. But I found it enjoyable enough that I didn't turn it off. So it's like Jumanji, but was Oh, no, I love the Jumanji movies. Like the new ones? Yeah, oh, yeah. 
Absolutely love them. Really? Funny as shit. I think the first one was pretty funny. The, the new- second one was just as funny to me. I, I just, I think for me, it's like, it's the same story. Yeah, but The Rock, The Rock, like everybody, The Rock and Jack Black and Kevin Hart, and then I can't think of her name. Uh, she was from <laughs> Karen Avengers. Karen Gillen. Karen Gillen, thank you. Um, like the four of them have such great chemistry right. that it worked. And yeah. then the fun thing was like having them now like act, you know, when they were doing the uh, Danny DeVito and- uh, So good. It was pretty funny. Like- um, The horse. Yeah, I, I just- for me, it's like those movies are popcorn movies. Like Absolutely. they're at their yeah. finest. <clears throat> this movie, guilty pleasures. Yeah, but this movie wanted to be a popcorn movie, but it it didn't. It, to me, it almost didn't understand why the first one was funny. In t- in spots, yeah, I I really enjoyed the impressions of the older guys, but I don't know that it helped the story at all. Like I would have been fine if the four of them were just back in there, sure, and they were switched. If they were all in different bodies. Right. Yeah. That would have been fine for me. We didn't need the two old guys. Although storytelling wise, it was kind of a nice payoff at the end. Well, I mean, like taking a movie like Jumanji and like making a sequel to it, first off, should never have happened because no. like what right. the fuck are we doing? But the fact that they made it work like the first time was amazing to me. But you know, at the end of the day, Ronald Andrew loved it and that's all that matters, right? Yeah. So yeah, and then uh, it had uh, incredible staying power. The box office. Well, I mean, The Rock, dude. Like that, I, I enjoyed it. That dude's gonna be president someday. I'm gonna call it right now. Just right. It's here. Drink Mondo. <laughs> no, it's Brondo. Brondo, Brondo, dude. Oh. It's got one plan. If you're gonna quote <laughs> idiocracy, dude, come on now. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> we we are never using that no, like sound no. drops again, right? No. All right, because we are not that show. I'm, I'm gonna get rid of those and put in our personal ones. Nice, nice. Uh, so yeah, man. So anyways, uh, uh, but Zombieland two, thumbs up or thumbs down for you? Oh, I mean, thumbs sideways. It's whatever. I, I mean, it's, it's not, not as good as the first one. How's this? It the first one I had the poster, the movie belongs. It's like on the shelf. It's right. part of the regular rotation. This one, it's like. It's part of that long list of forgettable sequels like Ghostbusters 2. Oh, God. Yeah. Where you're just sort of like, I mean, if not it's, a fan. If it's on, I guess, you know. No. You don't TiVo it, but if it's on, you'll stop and watch it. No. If I'm in a hotel room and I it's on TNT. <laughs> no. In fact, I complained, and I think we changed it because I complained so much. But Dan we Aykroyd gets a blowjob from a ghost. <laughs> Wasn't that in the first that's one? That's the, the first second. one. I thought that was the second no, one. No, that's the first one. That's the first one. There's nothing good in the second one. <laughs> no, that's not, is not a true. single moment. That is not true. He's like you are like you are like flies to me, the buzzy. No, <laughs> that guy's Peter great. McNichol Peter McNichol sucks, is amazing dude. in Ghostbusters too. He drives me insane. No, he's it. like the best. He's part. the only thing watchable in the entire movie. Here's the problem. Agreed. Here's the problem with Ghostbusters two was first off, they try to wedge like Ghostbusters one back into two. We're like we're like well we need a big bad ghost to show up and you're like. You don't need that. Like, you could just tell another story with these four guys. And we're back to, like, the Ghostbusters not being respected. Right. Right. And to me... they saved New York, but it's like, eh, they're party entertainers now. (laughs) Right? No one cares about them. Like, you would... That's not how it would go. And Peter and uh, Sigourney Weaver didn't get together. No, that's not... But we're going to try to get them together again in this movie. And it's like, (laughs) let's just repeat the same movie again. Right. But with a baby. Right. It's like... That movie's dog shit, dude. I cannot watch that movie. Now, having said that, I'm looking forward to the new one. Well, I still think that... Stranger Ghostbusters? Yes. Yes. But I still think that, uh, because as we all know, Evolution was supposed to be the original third Ghostbusters script. Um, oh, okay. The, the David Duchovny movie. I remember that movie, yeah. That would have been an amazing Ghostbusters movie. 
Because you take the concept where you're like, it's the Ghostbusters, but there's no ghost for them to bust. But all of a sudden, aliens show up, and now they're stuck in an adventure where they're fighting aliens. Like, to me, that's what the logical step for the Ghostbusters franchise should have been. It shouldn't have been just them... Doing it again. Yeah, because the whole thing was, it's like, they're fighting the paranormal, as opposed to... Like one type of monster again and again, which is basically what happened with Ghostbusters 2. Because it's the greatest hits of Ghostbusters 1. You're like, well, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man worked the first time. Let's do the Statue of Liberty. Uh, Let's you know. put some Twinkie jokes in there. Yeah, it just, yeah. The only good part about it is Winston actually gets more lines in the second one. So, you know, but. Is that good though? Yeah, man. They have like one, one of my favorite moments is when they come out of the sewer and they're all covered in the goo. And they have the big fight, and then they come in, and when Sigourney Weaver and Bill Murray, and he's like, oh, did you guys just come from All You Can Eat Night at the Sizzler? Like, I think that's like, all that shit works for me. Sorry. I'm the only one. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> it was earned. It I was don't earned. even remember that you're, you're both You're both assholes, like, across the board. <laughs> Dude, I, I've never liked that movie. Really? Not even when I was a kid. But they're in control. OEO. They're in control. Oh, you, my you, you God. Know and the soundtrack uh, was terrible. Oh, as good as the first soundtrack was. Right? Like... How yep. did they get it so wrong by bringing in Bobby Brown? More money. More money, more time. <sighs> Less talent. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's move on off of that. Uh, Thank we, God. <laughs> what, you don't... I hate that fucking movie. Yeah, we should, instead of doing second chance movies, we should do sequels that should not be. So Dude, that's... Movies in general that should not be. Yes. Well, I mean... We... Sequels for sure. Never watch movies. I, I mean, I, I, dude, Ghostbusters 2 is definitely on the never... It, it's like right up there um, with... Uh, Starship Troopers 2? Wow. Well, 3? The, all the sequels of those movies. Those don't count. They're not... If they're not released in theaters, they don't care about it either. Starship... Well, yeah, I guess the sequels weren't. No. Starship Troopers is good. The first, no, it's not. Yes, oh, it was enjoyable. It is fun. It is it's a propaganda. But it is some terrible acting in that. No, movie. I'm talking. It's a propaganda like, film. It's meant to be terrible. No, I'm talking mm. like when we're talking about movies that like sequels that they had every intention of making a good movie. I'm talking like Superman three, like the Richard Pryor one. That I don't know if that was intended to be a good movie. Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Oh, that was rough, dude. Like that movie was so bad. What? The second that? Chris Pratt Volcano movie. Island and oh, Dinosaur that's Mansion. That's what it was called, Fallen Kingdom. Oh, it was terrible, dude. I saw it once. It just—it's one of the—it's the Transformers, the Last Night, also that just came out. The uh, the last Transformers movie that they I did. But there was a robot Merlin. There's in it. more than one Transformer movie. There's seven. I I watched. No, I saw two. After that, I refused. I w once they lost their superstar, I couldn't watch it anymore. Really, dude? Without Shia, those movies are shit. I'm like dumbfounded. Shia should have been the new Indiana Jones. Well, you know, maybe I guess I mean, he would have been amazing. I don't, I don't know how to answer that, but he would have been amazing. It's just to me, it's like one of those movies that like tries to be good and like they had every intention of making a good film. Like Speed Two is a movie that oh, oh let's let's not even bring in the same actors for this one. Well, Sandra Bullock's in it because she was the linchpin of the first one. <laughs> right, <She had> money. <laughs> well, because they she the, was the driver. It was literally like they were like, you know what? We did Die Hard on a bus. Let's do Die Hard on a boat <laughs> with the same actors. You ever have one of those days again? <laughs> oh, so, so fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, but that that's one of those movies. What that, was that? What was the title of that one? Speed cruise, control. cruise control. Cruise control. Yeah, that's just really fucking terrible. just an abomination across the board. You know, like one of those movies that you're like, what the hell was? Because there's only thinking? so much ocean out there, you just can't go in circles. Right? <laughs> I never thought of that. <laughs> We're going to hit the dock. Why don't you just turn? Like we... <laughs> <laughs> 
That's terrible, dude. That's just terrible. Uh, I feel like Major League Two should be in that boat as well. Because the first one is so iconic. Yeah. And then the second one, you don't even have Wesley Snipes. And there's some funny moments in it. But they made the same mistake that Ghostbusters 2 made. Which is like, hey, they, they all came together as a team in the last movie. And they won the pennant. Or they won their division. And then now in the next movie, we're going to make them terrible again. But now they're going to do it again. And right. you're like... Like this, there's no. I hate sequels where there's just no character growth. It's the absolute fucking worst. Reset them back to to zero. Yeah, it's like because you've got no real reason of like putting the movie together other than the fact that they just wanted to. What about the mask too? Oh, the son of the mask. That was like twelve years later after the the first one. And it doesn't even have Jim Carrey in it. It's uh, Jamie Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy. I think that was the movie that like ended his career, wasn't it? It was. And then uh, I remember when The Mask 2 was originally slated with Jim Carrey, you could win a set visit to the set of The Mask 2. Oh, Jesus really? Christ. So, like, someone went to go see them filming or at least won tickets to it. And then that movie got canceled. And then 10 years later, Jamie Kennedy comes out <laughs> with Alan Cumming. <laughs> wow. Uh, I saw this one in theaters Caddyshack 2. Oh, um, it's it just like. That's Ackroyd, huh? Uh,. Ackroyd was the Jim or the uh, Bill Murray character. No, no, no. They brought back Chevy Chase. Yeah, but Ackroyd oh, yeah, was they brought the gar- in Ackroyd. groundskeeper. They brought in Ackroyd as the gardener. And yeah, then it was they terrible. And then they didn't have Rodney Dangerfield. They brought in the guy that was like Rodney Dangerfield light. Uh, it was uh, Jackie something. Um, Jackie Mason. Jackie Mason. Yeah, and it was and and he was doing the thing where it ooh, was oh oh like Jackie Mason oh and it's, it's like so bad and you're just watching it and you're like. I, this was better the first time. Like, why did we do this again? I'm right, right. And and then now Cannonball Run too. Oh, was dude. pretty awful as well. That one's pretty bad. Like the first one's a lot of fun. I I love the fact that Frank Sinatra pre-recorded all of his shit, and it doesn't at all match up with the look of the rest of the film. Really? Oh, you go back and watch it. You can tell that they completely use like different cameras. It's it's so bad. <laughs> it's almost like they cut in scenes from another movie. For his lines. You know you know what one kills me to this day is the fact that they made a weekend of Bernie's too. Like the first one oh. works like so well. And then you get there like, let's have more fun with the same dead body. When when's the last time you saw that movie? It's terrible, dude. It's not good. The first one's a blast, dude. No, no. The the first one did not hold up. I watched it recently. It's it's how, first not off, good. How dare you? That it's movie not, is Andrew McCarthy is horrible. That movie is comedic. Fucking watchably uh, bad. I'm sorry, sir. That movie is comedic brilliance, and you could not be more wrong. Andrew McCarthy is the worst actor. I would rather watch Hayden Christensen in that role <laughs> than Andrew McCarthy. He might be the worst actor on the planet. You think so? It's so bad. I don't know, man. I, and I, so unlikable. I, I don't like. I found myself this last time I watched it feeling bad for Jonathan Silverman that he had that dude as a friend. Okay. All right. Like, I, I hated him in this movie. I just really, I mean, there's some other movies like uh, the the sequel to Wall Street, I think, is a movie that oh, yeah. no. just doesn't need to exist. Yeah, and right, right. It, it's like, but it's not terrible on the same level as Weekend of Bernie's 2, where you're just oh. like, or Ghostbusters 2. We're like, what the hell, man? Like, this was, no wonder Murray never wanted to make a Ghostbusters 3, because this is fucking awful. Uh, yeah. You know, like, this is just the worst. Uh, yeah. Um, you got any more? Any other ones? Nothing that nothing that's worth talking about. Oh well, we will put a pin in this one and we'll did come back. Did they make a Showgirls too? No. Oh. Did they need to? No. I was gonna say the first one was really really bad. And it's kind of funny because some people would be like be like, oh, the Matrix sequels. I, I mean, nah, I, whatever. Fuck off. I, I liked both of the Matrix sequels. Yeah, I, but you like the prequels, so this is true. <laughs> There's no accounting for taste with this one. First off, fuck y'all because I like my ghost twins. 
Dude, they were the, the Matrix. Okay, first off, the, 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 the Matrix Reloaded is fucking amazing. There are some really amazing action set pieces in that film. That's all there is. There's some great effects. But that's all those movies were. No, the first one was not. all. The first one was just like let's tell the Jesus story like in a different way, and it's brilliant. Like, like black first, leather, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not disregarding the storytelling of the first one, but the second and third one are like one long story, and you cannot watch them individually. They do not work independent of each other. They don't work even when you watch them together. Oh fuck mm. you, Jesus! I don't have a problem with uh, the the Matrix trilogy. I I will say though that they got progressively worse as they went on. I mean, what I mean, what trilogy outside of the Lord of the Rings trilogy has ever ended with the the last movie being better than the first movie? I don't agree, but many will argue Indiana Jones. Oh. No, Last Crusade's not better than Raiders. People no. love Last Crusade. I don't, but I mean, I, I it's my and second Temple of, favorite Temple indie, of Shit is unwatchable. Temple of Doom is the best of the trilogy. Oh, you're in insane. The fuck out of here with that, that. is the crappiest. It's got children film. being whipped and slave labor, and it's dark indie. Oh, it's Divorce Spielberg. I love it. <laughs> Divorce Spielberg. Give me your pain. I mean, look, I, there are some some absolute. That's how I feel about that. (laughs) (laughs) Never again. Never again with the drops. Um, But it's like, I think of like, uh, because you can't really like the Terminator movies. You can't really count anything after T2 as being a direct sequel. Even the one that just came out. Did you guys ever see Dark Fate? No. No. Dark Fate. Okay. So I watched it on the plane because that's all I could bring myself to do. Um, it wasn't bad. Like I, I got done watching it, I'm like, this is no worse than any of the other Terminator movies that have come before it. I've heard it's the the best remake of T2 they've done since they made T2. Um, yeah, it just it had a real why do I give a shit quality to it. Like, why do I care? Um, well, it's not Skynet anymore. It's something else. But there's this new thing is still sending back Terminators with the exact same look and style. Yeah, and it's there's a lot of like logic if leaps. If you're gonna in reinvent it. the wheel, have the wheel look different. How, how about well, because you can't because it's Terminators, so they still got to be Terminators. It literally the Terminator in this one is like a T800 with like a T1000 as its skin, to which I'm like, well. I mean, that was, I mean, you're like, all right, well, that's an interesting concept. You can feel that was the James Cameron thing where he was like, my next idea is right. what if we took a T-1000 and put it on top of a T-800 and then the 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 metal thing could separate and then you'd have one Terminator but in two parts and then it's like twice the hunting and you're like, that's a great idea, James Cameron. Now, what's the story? You know, and well, plus they made him too powerful where basically all they would do is fight and then like once he got too close to a character he couldn't kill, he would throw that character. That happened in all the movies after the second one. Because yeah. in the second one, it was like he got close and you were dead. Like there was no throwing except for he would throw the other Terminator. But I, it, it never makes sense to me in any of the Terminator movies why the Terminator would try to like throw a person across the room. It's like once you have a hold of them, you just strangle the, strangle the fucker to yeah, death. Yeah, crush their larynx. I just, yeah. And, and the thing I, I told Chris was it was like all of these movies, like the first – Terminator had horror elements. Right. The second one, it was like, it was horror elements with some action moments. Apocalyptic, yeah. Sure. The second one was like, it really grabbed onto that early 90s action run. It was great. So wait, who is the horror? I hate you. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, horror. Okay. Horror. 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 But horror. every Terminator since then, and especially like the third one. The third one I'll give credit for, they went for the ending. 
They didn't stop the apocalypse. The apocalypse happened. They stuck the ending for me on that one. Like, that one was like, oh, fuck. Like, that happened. Like, that was cool. But the rest of the movie, you got Arnold Schwarzenegger put on, like, heart-shaped glasses, looking into the camera, breaking the fourth wall and being like, and it was a girl Terminator this time. It just, it was so dumb. And then Terminator Salvation would have worked for me a little more. I mean, actually, that one works for me more. But then it's like, you got Christian Bale at the height of his fucking Batman. Like, right before Dark Knight comes out, and you have him, and John Connor's not the lead in his own movie. Well, it's because that damn lighting grip got in the way. (laughs) (laughs) Fucked up the entire movie. (laughs) And he's like, oi, I'm trying to do something here. Did you ever hear that take? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, and it was like, and they were going to launch a series with that as well, which I was like, cool. But then it was like, all of these movies, I'm like, I just want to see the apocalypse that you showed me in Terminator and Terminator right. 2. The, the Terminator movie is basically just the DC universe. The same problems that they had where they're trying to course correct because they couldn't find what they wanted to do next. And so they just kept trying to, well, you didn't like this? Well, if we just change it to be this instead? Well, we don't know that? Okay, let's change it to be that. I mean, it, it's it's like this universe that there's so much fucking time travel in at this point <laughs> that literally you can justify telling any story with these characters, which is basically what they've done at this point. But it's like, I, I mean, you think of like the Sarah Connor Chronicles, the TV show. Like, it was a good show. I enjoyed the shit out of it for two years. But they literally time jumped from 1991 to 1997 with older characters or, you know, or to 2007 yeah. or whatever with older. And you're like, oh, and the apocalypse still hadn't happened. And that it's like, I can buy into all that. That's fine because it's time travel. I just at a certain point, it's like, why are you bothering to tell these stories? I just you also know. want, like, we're getting to the age now where basically we are rebu- re- uh, rebooting movies we've seen, and it's just the person we love coming back to kick ass one last time. Oh, yeah, there's a it's lot ho- of that. You know, the, it's like How the many Halloween... times is Stallone going to come back and reprise a character from 40, 50 years ago? Well, but uh, here's the thing. Creed worked, one, because he didn't write it. Two, Ugh. because he didn't direct it. But then Creed 2 happened. And then Creed 2 was just like, it was like, oh... Rocky Four happened again. Great. I'm right. so excited, you know. And I know like the Halloween movies, like they're trying to make it now. That, that was a reboot and they're trying to do a sequel to that now. And it's well, just like. I mean, Force Awakens drove this nostalgia trend, right? And it's like, so now it's like you're stuck with all these movies where it's like you're not getting original storytelling. You're just getting rehashes of some but shit. At least they seen. killed off Ford. Sure, I guess. It wasn't just like Ford's come back and now he's going to lead a new team. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But, I mean, look, they, they threatened to kill off. Basically, Creed was Rocky Swan Song because the dude had cancer, you know? And you're like, oh, this dude's going to die. The one thing he can't beat. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but at, look, at the Rocky end of the- Rocky fights cancer. I dude, I would watch that movie. <laughs> like, it was him literally beating up cancer. <laughs> like, like they shrink him down like the Fantastic <laughs> Voyage. <laughs> like the Inter- magic school bus? Inter- what, space. what are we doing? Right. With Martin Short? He's yes. All, he's like, hey, yo, cancer, get over here. And he, like, starts <laughs> punching it. Like, you got to work your cancer with, like, a meat bag. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, that not. <laughs> Don't you dare. No, stop it. Stop it. It's the fucking worst ever. Rocky Five malignant tumor. <laughs> now they're already, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to take this fucking thing away from you. We you will... put Arnold in it too, and he's like, it's not a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty dope. But yeah, stuff like I want Kindergarten Cop 2. That's what I want. They've already tried to... They're literally just releasing a movie with Dave Bautista that looks like that. Oh, Absolutely, that's what That FBI like. movie? I'm yes. all... So they remade Kindergarten Cop. It's exactly what it but is. But 
If you go back and watch Kindergarten Cop, it's got balls First to off, it. It's not Kindergarten Cop. It's Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> like, God damn it. Now, there's another reboot that's happening of something that we just got. Like, with, in the last 10 years. What, what are they rebooting right now? Uh, everything? No, there's something <laughs> that I'm like, wait a minute. Those movies still hold up. Well, like, The Grudge is rebooted. Nah, it's, that's shit. It's like a big franchise I, that they're rebooting. Oh, God damn it. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I was looking at it like, this is not that old of a series. Well, if you go out to the, the living room and you throw a dart at Ron's movie collection, they're rebooting whatever you hit. <laughs> That's not a lie, dude. I'll figure out what it is. There was something I, I'm just, I can't understand why they're rebooting. And I don't, I don't know what it was. Speaking of thing, uh, speaking of crazy shit that's happening, did you guys see that uh, the James Bond got delayed? Got delayed got for because of the coronavirus for seven months, dude. And it's gonna probably push uh, Godzilla versus Kong to next year. I really? Mean, yeah, I mean that's it's ins- <laughs> well because they can't release anything in China because all of China's on fucking lockdown. So, like you can't like when you depend on the Chinese market to. And what's really movie. sad is New Mutants might not come out again. What? Because of the coronavirus? Because of the coronavirus. Get the hell out no. of here. It'll be the fifth delay. Maisie Williams will be a mother by the time <laughs> that movie comes out. Seriously. And she'll be able to look at it as, remember when I was young? Like, you know, they'll never be able to make a sequel Well, she'll to that. be able to do the reboot immediately where she comes back as the old lady. Right. Like, what a weird movie to, like, have been shelved. Because, like, the first trailer for that looked amazing. I know that one of the guys, one of the actors who plays one of the villains in it, and it's like, he's like, yeah, I made this movie. It's supposed to be my big break, but it's really? never going to come out. Oh, that blows, dude. That That's the worst. When you're like, yeah, dude, you got shelved forever. Congrats, you know? That's so. horrible. Well, I mean, it happens to the best of us, you know? I mean, so. the guy did the movie with uh, Tobey Maguire and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. The, uh, they made some like little indie movie that was really great, oh, okay. apparently. Yeah, yeah. And then Tobey Maguire didn't want it released, and he convinced Leonardo DiCaprio, his friend, to not let it get released either. And so their careers took off, and this guy who directed them in this little picture never got known because his movie can't be released. Oh, that's that's fun. Yeah. Is this somebody you know, too, or just a story? No, just a story of this, oh. this guy who like almost had a career. <laughs> he made this great movie starring these two up-and-comers, and no one will ever see it. That's amazing. I mean, that's how I feel about everything I do. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to my story. Yeah, well, there's even like a, the girl, the original character on a, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, uh, the girl character was a different actress, and they replaced her. Oh, could you imagine? Like, could you imagine being cast on that show out of the pilot and then getting replaced on something that then ran for twelve years? Yeah, and then now you work at fucking Starbucks. Like that's like got to be the best syndrome. Oh, dude, that. So they're rebooting Home Alone. Yeah, but I mean, I, guess, I don't know that that needs a reboot. I, it's I for kids. It still holds up, man. Well, kids aren't going to watch something that's ten years old. I don't know why they wouldn't. It's more than ten years old. Well, I know that's what I'm saying. It's like it's like three years old. Like when I saw the Grudge being remade, I'm like, why? And I was like, oh, because all the teenagers, the twelve year old, thirteen year olds, weren't around for the first one. And yeah, they're the prime Blumhouse movie market. I, I mean, mean, I I get remake Masters of the Universe. Yeah, but they're doing sure. that like cartoons and shit like that. But that's fine. But Memento? They're going to remake Memento? That movie holds up like it was fucking yesterday. Uh, That shit is great. I watched that recently. I don't remember it. Holds up really... I don't remember this. Uh, (laughs) Got got a note on my arm about that shit. (laughs) All right, let's transition off of this. Uh, So, anybody got... Pirates. Well, yeah, but they're bringing Johnny Depp back. They just announced They were going to replace him with Zac Efron, and now since he's been cleared of... 
well, not really cleared, but you know, not as guilty. Well, well, since the uh, the cancel culture police like laid off of him because basically what we're seeing now is like, oh, so the two of them have a fucked up relationship, and we shouldn't judge anybody's relationship as how we like them as we actors. Stay out of people's personal lives. Exactly. Watch movies for movie's sake. Exactly. Yeah. Like, don't get me started on that bullshit. You know, um, I mean, look, if 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 he was just like whooping her ass like of course we don't support that but at the same time it was like very apparent early on that these two had a fucked up relationship you know this isn't a mel gibson situation where he just is a rageaholic and it hates jewish people you know it's like this this these people had some serious issues between the two of them and and we all know people like that you know yeah. and it's like and at the same time it's like it's their personal lives why i shouldn't be involved in that at all she only had one black eye Okay. He only told her once. It's not like he told uh, her twice. Uh, uh, all complaints to Chris <laughs> there at Nerd Life Crap. Remember, he champions women's movies. <laughs> he does. She didn't move. Oh, Jesus Christ. Where's my Steve black is widow? not here. Someone's got to <laughs> no. make these jokes, dude. No, no, no. <laughs> not right. you. All right. You like your job? <laughs> Ron says that was not earned. It was not earned. All right. All right. So has anybody, <laughs> anybody got somebody they want to, something they want to rant about? I know we just spent a bunch of time at the airport, Chris. <sighs> no? Nothing? No. Nothing Chicago-based you want to rant about? No, man. I All in all, I enjoyed Chicago, unless there's something I've blocked. <laughs> not the cold, not like Honestly, public I, transportation. No, not. man. It was I, That was the least of my issues. My, my issue was the fucking convention with the... the uh, we had the, the YouTube stars next to us, and then we had the, the wrestlers across the way, and it was like you had all these people who... I mean, I guess the YouTube guys were kind of a nerd channel, so I sort of get that. But when the fuck was this going to be a comic con? <laughs> like, are we going to have some comics at this motherfucking con? Uh, maybe. You know, and and it's not I mean, in our neck of the it's woods. It's viral con. <laughs> but you know, it's like, okay, that's that's my rant. It's like if if you're going to run a con, and I'm not knocking the con because they're making their money and they're trying to make it work. But at the same time, if you're going to put people in small press, they should put out a fucking book. If you're going to put people in Artist Alley, they should be fucking people who draw, you know? Don't go putting the tchotchkes over in Artist Alley. Give them a separate section. They're creating art. They're crea- they can shampoo my crotch. They fucking can't draw. <laughs> it's Artist Alley because that's where the artists go. Uh, artist subjective, Chris. So it's the sort Fuck of thing. Fuck all that. <laughs> I do performance art. Okay, so let's... <laughs> let's and at least within the name of the con, they you know they generally put in entertainment or they put in pop culture. Sure, I'll give you that. It's part of the show, but at least don't go wedging wrestlers in small press. Well, I mean, at least they had like the cosplay area, like on the far end right. there. Right, and, and I'm not again. Every show does this. Yeah, I'm not picking on one show in particular. Uh, the the home shows are some of the worst. Yeah, at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. where you'll have like us and on the right side we've got the people who take lego parts and turn them into necklaces and and earrings don't know what the fuck that has to do with small press and they then press on the other them side, together they press them you you got the people <laughs> who small. make like artisanal soaps <laughs> that's literally people that we have booth next to at different shows like no that was one show i remember we we <laughs> we did small press in new orleans mike and we were the only comic book in small press yes. it was all so basically small press here is mystery boxes yes, uh, yes. artisanal soaps and and <laughs> and goggles like that's small press and crystals yeah 
I sell crystals and, and for a little bon- you know benefit, a little bonus. You didn't, we put it on a necklace. You didn't go you. to Salt Lake. The people behind us literally fucking sold geodes. Like oh. Salt Lake Fanex is the best show ever because it's like you go, "Hi, do you like comic books?" And they're like, "No, I only like regular books." And you're like, "This is a a comic convention, <laughs> but it's like NovelCon, you know." So it's like, yeah, Mormons they love to read. They love it. Well, they can't have, you know, they can't have premarital sex, so <laughs> <laughs> so they read about it. They have to read about they can't, it. They can't watch R-rated movies, so no, or drink caffeine. But they do or have dance. magic underwear. They can't dance either. Yeah, they I don't think allow music. I think you're thinking of Footloose. That's a different. I <laughs> shit you not. I played in Mesquite, Nevada, which is about an hour from Utah. Okay. And we had a bunch of people come down each night from Utah that said we have to come down here so we can dance. It was fucking Footloose. <laughs> I am not exaggerating. They said, we come down to the casino because we can't dance at home. They've basically outlawed clubs that have music. Well, you know what you should have told them? You should have been like, you can dance if you want to. You can leave your friends behind? Because <laughs> if your friends don't dance. Well, and if they don't dance. When I lived in Temecula, they outlawed. <laughs> he just went right over it. Come on, Mike. We no. like looked at you to complete the joke. I don't care about your joke. They're That's no friends funny, of mine. That's funny, man. I, I, I have a gig coming up on Sunday. And uh, I have a guy coming in on drums. And uh, I met him about a month ago on a gig. And I pull in, and he's already set up. I'm like, he's the only one there. He's completely set up, got all of his stuff out. And I'm looking at him. I was like, this dude's got a, like a neon green drum set. <laughs> and hanging off of this thing, like on the side, there's a cymbal drilled into the side. Like into the bass drum? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and there's like little horns and, you know, wood blocks and all kinds. There's a lizard on the top, like a little like a plastic lizard. Did you hire the guy from Mary Poppins to come play drums for you? And I'm looking at this and I actually, he walked outside to go get some other stuff and I took a picture of his setup and I (laughs) I sent it to my friend. I'm like, this is going to be brilliant or a fucking nightmare. (laughs) And it was brilliant. So I'm super excited. Um, His name's Alan. He's going to be gigging with me for the next uh, three months or so. Okay. Um, I don't know how I got off on this tangent, but Oh, I know what it was. The motorcycles. Yes. It was motorcycle. So all of his shit at the end of the night, took it apart and put it inside the drum on the back of his motorcycle, <laughs> his whole drum set on the back of his motorcycle and drove off. And he's all, meep, meep, ciao. <laughs> it was like, dude, this just keeps getting better and better. So he's literally like a one man band. Uh, in a sense. Yeah. He's got, he's like a did he have symbols? Dude, symbols he had a little like whistle thing that sounded like a screeching monkey. And then he had another one that sounded like a train. He's all and, a, and he had he had the he had the <laughs> whistle and you know he had a slide whistle. Yeah, and well, it wasn't a slide a whistle, Piccadilly, but Piccadilly yeah. whistle. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was it was crazy. I, I'm super excited to to gig with this guy. Well, I mean, what nothing says. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> no. All right, we're gonna wrap it up right there. It's a good spot to stop the show, you guys. Well. Uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed the brand new uh, uh, the brand new take on the Nerd Life Crisis from the beautiful California room with our new board. Um, once again, um, I uh, are you? Oh, you're doing the outro yeah, music. Outro, dude. Oh, we could do it like live now. That's amazing. That's right. All right. So once again, you guys, I have been the the key that unlocks the door. I'm um, the Terminator. <laughs> and we hope you guys are having a Nerd Life Crisis. Music for the Nerd Life Crisis podcast is provided by Big Papa and the TCB. All music available at bptcb.com or at iTunes. 
Nerd Life Crisis is recorded at the Inland Blue Studios. Make sure to subscribe to the Nerd Life Crisis at iTunes and like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Nerd Life Crisis. 